remind you, 007, that Blofeld's dead. Finished. The least we can expect from you now is a little plain, solid work. Happy Monday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the 007 Minute, where each and every other day we go over one minute of one of the greatest James Bond movies ever made, the 1971 uh, thriller, thriller uh, Guy Hamilton directed feature, Diamonds Are Forever. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of Illuminar.tv, and we are working our way through the credits. Yes, coming up uh, to the big names now. Yep, yep. We start off with John Barry, genius, who we, uh, you know, we we mourn, we still mourn. Yep. Uh, we, we had a good discussion last week with uh, Tom Geyer about uh, the works of John Barry. And, uh, and we didn't talk anything about the lyricist, though, Don Black, who uh, was best known for making words that fit in James Bond movies. Although he couldn't come up with any lyrics for On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So a little bit hard to rhyme, I guess. Yeah, but that, what, a, what a great uh, uh, instrumental score that was. True, true. I do like my favorite Don Black lyric is, uh, his needs are more, so he gives less. Yes, that seems to fit one of our friends. <laughs> Many many people have friends like that. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, quite... <laughs> he, he don't play like that way. <laughs> but uh, Don Black, great. And he's still with us, still still out there at, like, what yeah. is he, 79 now? 79. So working, working, and... Uh, and, uh, I mean, for when love's gone, they luster on. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, perfect, perfect coming out of the mouth of uh, Shirley Bassey, who is... Yeah. Uh, she's such an integral part of the whole Bond experience. Yeah. Uh, did you have you met Shirley Bassey? I, don't I know. was in the same room with her at the Spectre premiere, but I did not go over. I, I probably should have, but I, you know, I was just sitting there soaking it all in, and uh, you know, she was with uh, her friends, and but lovely, you know, lovely lady, and and man, which her contribution to the Bond uh, canon just uh, yeah, the, the yeah Moonraker's a great song. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I brought, you know, bringing her back ten years later, and she still had it. It was. Yeah. We get to uh, the associate producer Stanley Sopel, yes, who I yes. think you have met. Right? I met him at Pinewood in '95 when we were doing the documentaries, and he was a very nice guy, very erudite. Um, you know, no nonsense about him, but he just uh, he talked about the the films that he had worked on, and he, it's funny he was right in the uh, in the studio phone book. And I said, oh, Stanley Sopel, we want to talk to him. And we called him up. Nice man. Uh, those were the days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sign this, sign this. No, 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 I didn't, no. I didn't do that. <laughs> no. And then the screenplay, Richard Maybaum, you know, uh, just long-time Bond uh, scribe, as they say. And yeah, Tom Mankiewicz, this was his the, first the, uh, the, Bond. The, the fixer, mm -hmm. the, the great script fixer. From that great um, uh, literary, Hollywood literary family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my favorite Mankiewicz uh, movies are, it will always be Superman. I mean, uh, Superman, the, the original script that Donner was going to be using, needed a lot more work with it. And Mankiewicz, every time you laugh, anytime you smile when you're watching the uh, 1978 Superman, that's uh, Mankiewicz's hand. Those are You've his got words me. He's got you. <laughs> There's only, uh, you know what the number 200 has in common with both of us? It's your weight and my IQ. Oh, that's great. Just uh, uh, gorgeous stuff. And there's there's a lot of that in here. Uh, <laughs> the, 
I'm, I'm sure that everything that comes out of Shady Tree's mouth from the from the moment he opens the casket lid. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all Mankiewicz right there. Yeah, there's some and, there are some gems in this in this movie. And uh, we get back to the final title of uh, you know the the primaries of Eon, uh, Harry Saltzman and uh, Albert R. Broccoli. Yeah. Two legends, and then Guy Hamilton, who sadly passed, but uh, what uh, what a body of work he leaves behind, and a, a very nice man. Did you, did you get to meet him or talk to him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I interviewed him, too, uh, at Pinewood, and, uh, you know, just oh, an English uh, an English squire, you know, just, uh, but there, he was a no-nonsense guy. He had a job to do, and he did it. Yeah. Um, no, no I, embarrassment about being part of the Bond world. Or, no, no, was, no. That's I what mean, he did for a living. Yeah, that's what he did, and and his, you know, Goldfinger is one of the great classics of modern cinema, I think. And uh, I mean, all, all his Bonds. I mean, this this is a phenomenal film. I loved it, and I still love it. Yeah, and we're gonna love it. We're gonna love it every minute for how many months Jim <laughs> months and months it'll be we'll uh, be here for talking about it for wow. long time this was months. my favorite silhouette I think you know that <laughs> you know <in> the <laughs> you kind of pull away from her you know and you're you're a kid and going oh wow <laughs> you know <laughs> we get back to the we get back to the nice uh, belly button diamond followed yes. by followed by the blurred out <clears throat> blue diamond which I, this is where we start finally get to the story proper right and uh, just watching it refocus and then it, all of a sudden it turns into the uh the akbar shah yes <laughs> which uh which is actually a real all, all the diamonds listed there although some of the ones on the outside edge i think it was just made up words but mm-hmm. the akbar shah is definitely a real diamond it was also known as the uh, luster of the peacock throne wow. part of a dynasty of india uh, of india it was a pear-shaped diamond weighing yeah. 73.6 carats so they're a little bit off Nobody knows what happened to this diamond. It may be in uh, there was a there's a part so of India called Baroda. Prop storeroom at Pinewood. That's where it <laughs> yes. is. Yes, made out of finest paste. Hmm. Uh, it was listed. The last time it was known was in the listings of property of. I may be saying this wrong, but it's uh, Fadison Rao Gakwad, who is a uh, he was the ruler of Baroda, which is a province in India. Back in 1926, the leader of the uh, ruler of Baroda had Jacques Cartier reset the stone inside of a platinum mount, along mm. with the rest of his jewelry collection. Uh, the new metal at the time, platinum, was uh, you know a hot item and it's bigger than gold, so they, he did that. And uh, his wife mentioned that she had it. Uh, she had it a couple of years later, after uh, 1988. And then nobody knows whatever happened to it because it's not listed on any tax papers and it's never changed hands. So, jeez, somewhere so in the world, as recently a... as 1988, they knew where it was. Yeah. Wow. So uh, well, it's in it's times. in a drawer in somebody's bedroom. That's yeah. where it is. <laughs> can't can't display it because it obviously would be a target. So yeah. you know, it's one of those yeah. double edged swords. It's yeah. like owning really cool, really cool movie memorabilia that you can't show people. Yeah, because it's uh, in storage. <laughs> far away yeah anyway we digress and then there he is big sean just uh looking great all uh you know taking up every inch of that hallway yep yep yeah which uh where where is this by the way do you know i believe that's the corridor at the main admin building in diamonds uh wait at at, uh pinewood Pinewood. yeah 
I mean, it, it's it's funny if you go to Paramount nowadays. I mean, I've been to the Paramount lot a couple of times, and every time you walk on that that lot, it's like, oh, I saw that, mm-hmm. that particular office in a movie or in a TV show, or the front of this building looks like a barracks for uh, Hitler, I think. Right. And, yeah, just endless things, and that's that's pretty much what Pinewood was. Pinewood is yeah, a series Gatsby, of props from you know from Russia with Love. They use the exterior. Uh, yeah, the fil- all the filmmakers, you know, were maximizing their time and, uh, uh, you know, moving If you don't have to build it, right. yeah. There it is. Yep. Wow. So they go down a list of all the different, uh, all the different uh, diamonds. And there. I love, you know, Just... Connery's bored reflection in the, uh, in the glass. Yes. <laughs> and Bernard Lee is M. Is he great? What is a he great, great M. What? Yep. And this is like he gets increasingly testier and testier yeah. with Bond, yeah. and I think this is at one of his most testiest ones. Yeah. Although he didn't almost fire him like he did in the last movie, right? But yeah, just very annoyed that Bond knows everything about everything. He's uh, he's quite uh, quite a bit rough on this. I understand from from what I understand with uh, uh, Bernard Lee is that he was quite a like a social butterfly at at all these sets. Like he he insisted on having a piano brought in during the uh, like rehearsals and off hours so that he could sit around and play Broadway or not or Broadway tunes, but also British drinking songs. And he'd gather everybody around and they'd all be singing "Daddy Wouldn't Buy Me a Bow Wow" and stuff like that. That's great stuff. And he was quite the life of the party um so anyway we're, we're definitely setting off on, at the beginning here with a uh you know diamond there, there, there's no cutting to the chase it's we're, we're we're looking at a diamond theme movie so here's some diamonds to look at it's an it's an interesting approach that they're gonna get get into this next part or tomorrow you know on our next episode which is going to start being about massive exposition and uh, and confusing exposition so it's uh but that that was one of the things that that uh, guy hamilton excelled at you know getting the information out in a fast way you know so you kind of absorb it but you're you know you're on a ride yeah you know, yeah I, out, you're on a... I i think in this it, the, the other two shows this week or actually over the over the next maybe four four to five episodes compare this to goldfinger and think about operation grand slam and how that was explained and the, the the exposition time lasts about the same amount of time, but they have mm-hmm. to cover a whole bunch of stuff. We're looking at a gigantic chain of diamond smuggling, and uh, who the who the players and participants are. So they're going to be like our mileposts of where Bond is going to have to hit to see where he is on uh, on tracking down this uh, gem uh, thievery ring. And they don't well, even he, know that there's another story behind it. So he rather fancies a trip to South Africa. Yeah, uh, but that's that's on a, on a yes, yet another yes, show. Yes, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, you are. Yes. You are. I, <laughs> I wish there was more to say about this thing, but we've, we talked so much about the uh, the credits uh, over the past couple of days. I think uh, we can get we get into the meat of this once we get into the exposition part, which is coming up very shortly. Yeah, with one of my favorite British character actors, Lawrence Naismith. Yes, yes, very. Who we all remember from. Uh, uh, so many, so many films back in the you know fifties and sixties. Jason and the Argonauts—that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, he actually got to wear Western clothes in this one, though. Yeah, right. that <laughs> no, was right. No, it was just no toga. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know the funny thing is I can't remember a Bern. Well, actually, it wasn't uh, Bernard Lee? Wasn't he in the Dambusters? 
I, I can't remember him being in other movies. I think he was in like The Longest Day, and I think he was in Dam Busters, but I, I don't recall seeing Bernard Lee in any other movie but this. Was he oh, in any Hammer films? Uh, no, I don't yeah. think he was in any of the Hammers. But uh, you know, he had a again, he had a he had a super long career. Let's uh, well, as long as I'm sitting <laughs> here, let's go to the uh, IMDb. And uh, yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. Warship from Hong Kong with Love. A lot of TV work. The thing is, within our within our lifetimes, the, the, you know, he found his niche with uh, with Bond, with Bond, yeah. and then why why put him in anything else? No, but he, you know, he, he would do a Bond, and then then he had other roles. He, you know, oh, he was in, he was in a Hammer movie. He was in Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Oh my, you know, uh, that's one I haven't seen, and I'm a huge Hammer fan. That's one I haven't seen. 1972. Yeah. We'll have, to, have to track that down. Uh, I feel hilariously unequipped. <laughs> no, he, he, minute, he but... started his career in in 1934. Yes, and uh, he was uh, uh, he was in Beat the Devil. There we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just, but I just, he was a great. He was maybe, a great M. Loved him. Yeah, I, I think I think what it is is he could disappear into his characters, and you didn't notice him as something else. But he was a perfect foil for Bond. You know, as you said, kind of yeah. testy and you know authoritarian. And uh, he comes ac- he comes across from from all you know uh, contemporary accounts of him. He is the exact opposite of how he is mm. on here. He was pretty much the life of the party, very much a uh, how you doing kind of a guy. And being this reserved and gruff is completely against how he was. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever meet him? I don't no, know. If... No, I never did. No. No, oh, well. But no, well, you know, well, never never heard anything bad about him from uh, the people who did work with him and know him. Wow. Well, uh, let's pick more of this up. For I mean, there's, this is kind of a, a very shallow minute, but we're going to get into heavy exposition. So everybody get out your notepads for, uh, for the rest of this week because we're going to be chatting a lot more about this. Um, please join us here on Wednesday and also on Friday. We're going to get really into the meat of it. Uh, if you would like to uh, follow up on previous episodes that you may have missed, go to the 007 minute, uh, 007minute.com. Uh, watch our previous minutes. Uh, you can also find us, or everybody's talking about it, on Facebook. You can go to uh, Operation Grand Slam, where everybody talks about this and other movies. And we are also, as always, available on Twitter at uh, 007 Minute. So join us here uh, Wednesday when we get into, um, well, following a chain of events that all starts with uh, looking down people's... Well, actually, we're going we're gonna to be digging in the ground and looking in people's mouths. So we'll see you here Wednesday on the 007 Minute. Faster than you can say, Saxby. Birchby. Bert Saxby? Yeah. Tell him he's fired. <laughs>